0: You told your customer to purchase a particular solution, and your customer declined. Now You know that will eventually come back to bite your customer, and maybe your company as well. So what are you going to do? Are you going to stomp your feet? Are you going to note it in your file and just move on? Or is there a better way, a safer and more profitable way to handle this situation? Listen up. Hey, it's Brad Gross coming at you with another Technology broadcast. If you're a service provider and you want to learn some things, give me a few minutes. You're going to learn a lot. Okay, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Technology Broadcast. So here's a situation that I know all of you have faced at one time or another. You discover something that your client needs. You price it out, you prepare a quote, you give it to your customer, only to have it fall on deaf ears. Your customer doesn't want it, you know, for lots of reasons. It's not in the budget, or uh, maybe next quarter, but not right now. Or, we need to focus our money or attention on other things. Let's talk about that in six months. So, what's the problem? What's the problem with a customer rejecting your proposed solution? Here's the problem you're managing your customer's network and your customer's relying on you. You have identified a deficiency, a weakness, a vulnerability, and eventually that thing that you identified will happen. It will come to pass. And when that happens, who do you think the customer's going to blame? That's right, you. So here's how it would play out. You tell your customer, uh, uh, look, you really need to purchase our security training service. We've provided you with a great security solution, but untrained people make mistakes and mistakes can circumvent security protocols. So you need to train your personnel how to identify malware, how to identify phishing attacks. It might cost you just a few extra dollars, but eventually you're going to have exponentially more protection. Customer says, we've spent enough. We have smart people. We give them in-house training. We don't need the training services. Okay, six months later, one of the customer's employees falls for a phishing attack and the proverbial house is burning, it's burning down, it's on fire. Your customer calls you and says, hey, I thought you were gonna prevent this from happening. You say, no security solution is 100%. That's why I recommended security training. The next communication you get is probably from your customer's lawyer and it's gonna go something like this. As an MSP, you knew or should have known that our client's employees were vulnerable, and you failed to impress the importance of security training on our client. And, you know, you only mentioned it in passing. Our client relied on you, and you recklessly ignored our client's needs. So, on behalf of our client, we're terminating that contract with your company, and we're considering suing you for indemnification to cover our client's losses which are directly related to your failure to provide adequate training. Now what? Now it's your word against theirs. Actually it's it's your lawyer's word against their lawyer's word and at four or five hundred dollars an hour they will offer lots of words and you're going to pay for every syllable. Want to avoid this scenario? Of course you do. You never want to be in a position where it's your word versus theirs. This is where a decline letter, or as I call it, a declination letter, comes in. A declination letter is a notice to your client that clearly states the service you recommended and the client's rejection of that recommendation. Now, it's not a nasty gram. It doesn't have to be belligerent. It just has to simply state certain things. Now, get out your pencils, take this down. Your letter needs to state the following. The solution that you recommended, the reason that you recommended it, and the problem that the solution would address if you implemented it. It also has to address the horrible things that could happen if your solution isn't implemented. And this is very important, a very clear statement that the rejected solution will not be implemented unless you and the customer specifically agree to implement the solution in the future in writing, in a separate statement of work. Now, this kind of declination letter serves two purposes. First, it, 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 it memorializes the fact that you made very specific recommendations and educated the customer about the parade of horrible things that will take place because they rejected your solution. That's important. But it also has a second important factor, another feature. It's a marketing tool. It's a chance to get a second bite at the apple. Look, what if I said that uh, I'm going to make you a pizza and you could pick it up for free or I could deliver it for a few extra dollars. You say, I'll pick it up. I say, okay, you'll pick it up. But just to be clear you understand that, you know, it's raining out and it might be slippery. And, and also, by the way, there might be a wait when you get here. So be prepared for that. Also, uh, uh, parking parking is limited. So if you can't find a spot, just circle around until one opens up. And, you know, by the time you get home, the pizza may be cold and it's going to need to be reheated. But, you know, okay, you're going to pick it up, right? By the time I'm done with this, you're going to be asking me, How much is delivery again? How much, how how do I get that delivery going? See, I have a second bite at the apple because I've raised the customer's awareness of the importance of the solution. Maybe the customer didn't hear me the first time. Maybe the customer didn't really appreciate the offer the first time. But by the time my declination communique is done, my customer, well, he'll be listening. So the same goes for your business. So, you don't want security training? Okay, just so you're aware. Uh, This means that your employees won't be trained to identify attacks that could penetrate your company's security protocols, okay? And you know, these attacks happen all the time, so we strongly suggest that you carry cyber insurance of, you know, three million or more, and update your company's incident response plans with counsel. Please remember that the, the remediation of successful malware attacks is a billable activity that might not be covered by insurance, and we can't and don't guarantee that any data or money lost as a result of a malware attack will be recovered. Okay, so the training you, uh, you, you rejected that, you'll take that on yourself. See what I'm saying? See what I'm doing? You say that to your customer. See how fast your customer says, wait, wait, wait. Tell me more about this training. Then you go for it. Then you sell your service. You help keep your customer safe. A final question to think about. Should your customer sign the declination letter? If they sign it, then you can prove they saw it. If they don't sign it, then you may have to prove you just supplied it to them and they rejected it. What if you ask them to sign it and they don't? Does that mean they really haven't declined? Does that leave some ambiguity in the mix? It sure does. So here's my suggestion. First. You ask your customer to sign your Declination Letter. If the customer refuses, then mark down that they refused to sign, and then keep that in your file. If they stay silent, if they don't sign it but they don't reject it, then send them the notice again, but don't require them to sign it. Take the signature block off the notice. At least you can say you reminded them not once, but twice. If you don't know what a declination letter should say, or if you want us to draft a solid letter for you, well, you know where to find us, info at bradleygross.com. Okay, that's it for this week. We'll see you on the next technology broadcast.